Hello and welcome to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Don Hibbard. And I'm Courtney Barons. And each week we bring you conservation topics and events from around the Endless Mountains. Well, today we have Dave Beichler in the studio. Dave's our ag tech. Uh, he also specializes in things like no-till and cover crops, soil. Uh, so he's going to speak today on that. We all know spring is right around the corner. Uh, it's starting to get a little warmer. I think even warmer next week. So we're looking forward to getting back outside in the fields. Um, so I'll just turn it over to Dave. Morning, everybody. Glad to have you here in the Conservation Corner radio show. Uh, so to get started, uh, spring, like Don said, is right around the corner, and we want to be aware of uh, different aspects of no-till and cover cropping, if that's something you're looking to do this year on your farm and operation. The last five weeks I've spent listening to different webinars, uh, for example, there's Steve Groff uh, through Stratwater Research Center, uh, they had a nice webinar about the effects of cover cropping and do they pay for your operation. Uh, looked at the Rodale Institute and National Fish and Wildlife Foundation and everybody's asking the same question right now as to what is the maximum benefit or best case scenario we can get through promoting this idea of no-till and cover cropping. Uh, into our operations and continuously doing it for each crop year. So to get into some of the goals of no-till planting, uh, we want to look for, you know, getting different operations. They had different goals in mind, but we all have the same goal and that's to reduce our soil disturbance and compaction. Uh, you know, getting a no-till planter out there, you know, where you need it most on your fields that are going to be beneficial to reducing your erosion rates. And that's your T factor we're looking at when we talk about erosion rates, and that's measured in tons per acre per year of soil loss that's potentially leaving your field. So we want to keep that soil in place and those nutrients in place. Uh, also, we want to look at increasing our infiltration into the soil profile. Uh, what's that going to do for the long term of our cover crops as we keep promoting that infiltration so we have less water leaving our fields through overland flow and more percolating into the soil profile. We want to look at reduced disease in the early and late season, so we want to promote more aerobic conditions rather than anaerobic conditions, meaning that we want less water held in that soil for a long period of time that's going to produce disease and rot. And we want to look at the reduced time and cost benefits for no-till planting and cover cropping. Uh, we want our operations to work effectively, so we want to promote, you know, reduce cost and time. Uh, so we can get out there and get to those fields a little bit faster in the season, especially when the growing season is so close around the corner. The effects of conventional tillage. Uh, some people might ask, well, you know, I've been conventionally tilling for several years, so, you know, why should I convert to no-till? Well, tillage, as a matter of fact, breaks up the aggregates in the soil profile, held together by a substance called glomalin, and are built naturally by the soil microorganisms. Consequences of breaking up the aggregates is such that pore space is reduced for water and root infiltration. Organic matter is exposed to the oxygen, causing it to break down faster. Symbiotic fungal communities, mycorrhizae, for example, are broken apart, and hard plow pans are created by re repeated tillage, preventing the movement of organisms and the transport of subnutrients from the top of the profile to the midsection and the bottom. Uh, so now we'll get into some of the goals of cover cropping. Again, we want to look at our erosion rates in, t in the T factor in tons per acre per year. Uh, reduced weed competition over time. Increased organic matter, nutrient retention, uh, end production, so fixing end from atmospheric conditions into the profile. 
increase soil health, microbes and microorganisms making nutrients for plant availability, improving aggregation, increased moisture and greater biomass. And we want to promote more infiltration because somebody from uh, Stroud Water Research Center said the best thing that we don't have a runoff problem when it comes to water leaving our fields, we have an infiltration problem. So we want to look at how can we promote that infiltration greater. And one of the ways we can do that is promoting aggregation, building up our soil health. So what is aggregation? Aggregation is the arrangement of primary soil particles, sand, silt, and clay around the soil organic matter and through particle associations. Each aggregate is made up of soil particles in different sizes held together by both the attraction of soil particles and the binding of organic matter between those particles. And these are formed through natural processes, physical, chemical, and biological activities. So now we'll get into promoting uh, organic matter and soil health. Organic matter is the amount of bacteria, fungi, and other microorganisms present in the soil sample. The more organic matter in a sample, the healthier the soil is. Data from farming systems show, show that organic matter and thus soil health in organic systems continuously increases over time. And these are continued practices that are not going to just take place in, after the first year, but through many years of promoting this idea of cover cropping and no-tilling together. So you might not see results during the first growing season, but maybe the second or third or fourth, you'll start to see maybe infiltration rates increase if you have a field that you know hasn't naturally drained as well as you'd like it to, and you have to wait a couple days longer in the growing season to get onto that field. Um, and another thing I want to point out with cash crops is that you know your primary cash crops like corn, they're important and you want to increase the yields in those but you also want to treat your cover crops like a cash crop as well. Because one of the things we were looking at in these webinars was that do, uh, do cover crops prey over time? And like I said, it's not gonna just happen overnight. It's gonna be a continuous effort through planning and other conservation efforts to promote that soil, uh, soil health. So the long-term benefits are gonna be important. Cover crop establishment is critical along with the schedule of crop rotation. So as you're planning out your fields per year, you want to have some sort of rotation set in place uh, within that growing season to help those cover crops establish. And you want to have that establishment uh, planned out. You know, if you have corn until the end of August, then you want to start planning, well, what cover crop do I want to have at the end of that season? So questions you want to ask yourself. Uh, on your operation, do you know how to manage your soils in a way that they are designed to function? Uh, there's some soils out there that naturally they don't drain well. They might be poorly drained or somewhat poorly drained. But you want to look at, well, what can I do, you know, with the soils that I already have in place? Can I work with them and maybe manipulate them a little bit better to increase that infiltration, uh, build up my soil health and my organic matter? Uh, you know, what's your current management like? What is the goal you want to achieve long term? Uh, are you, you know, interested in doing more nutrient retention? Are you interested in more soil quality? Um, fixing nitrogen into your crops and into your soils. Uh, how can we promote this idea of, of planning? Uh, do you have a nutrient management plan? Do you have a manure management plan? Uh, how can we, you know, improve our water quality in our operation that we have? Cover crops can help improve soil quality, save manure nitrogen, and fixed nitrogen for the following crop. Supply rescue forage and lead to improved groundwater and surface water quality. So we want to keep that water in place, uh, especially moisture retention during the hot seasons. Uh, you don't want to just 
water, you know, infiltrating too, too fast, but you don't want it leaving through overland flow when we have, a, you know, four inch storm event where water can't infiltrate because you have compacted soils and you're causing, you know, your nutrients and soils to leave your fields and go into the streams and potentially be lost and then you have to replace in the next year or the next growing season. So what are some basic cover crops we can get into and potentially have for uh, your operation? You can get into what's called non-legumes and grasses, annual ryegrass, barley, oats, wheat, buckwheat, and sorghum sudan. And some of the roles of these non-legumes and grasses are to scavenge nitrogen, improve soil organic matter, soil structure, prevent erosion and provide forage. Grasses have a relatively quick growth uh, depending on the type that you plant. Legumes, uh, there's different types of legumes. There's cow peas, crimson clover, field peas, hairy vetch, red clover, sweet clover, white clover. They fix nitrogen, improve soil organic matter and structure, provide erosion and provide forage. Uh, legumes, however, typically have a slower growth than grasses, so like I said earlier, it's important to have your crop rotations established and that planning ahead of time, so at the end of your first crop that you plant, you can start establishing and planning ahead of time uh, when you want to plant them and have those growth rates uh, start taking place later in that growing season. Uh, I recommend that if you're starting to get into cover crops and you want to learn more information, you might want to get to uh, some other research websites and start doing your own, uh, you know, your own anatomy of digging into your soil and figuring out, you know, what's going to be best for my operation. Uh, there's a couple of links here I could provide you. Uh, the first is through a farmer and, and educator down in Lancaster County, and his name is Steve Groff, um, and he's got a different approach on different things, but some of his philosophies and approaches are pretty simple. Uh, is number one is that soil is meant to be covered. There must be ground cover and living roots in the soil to maximize ecological benefits. Uh, strategic planning and understanding technical options is paramount for a farmer's success. So like I said, if you have a nutrient management plan and they run typically every three years, you want to start planning with your uh, plan ahead of time to establish you know, what you want to change or where you're looking to have the most benefit on your fields. Uh, once a farmer is committed to the why, the concept of using cover crops, he immediately needs the how. So you need to start looking at how cover crops work in your specific operation and how you're going to rotate them and manage them. And that's going to be, you know, kind of a long-term plan for yourself. And the fourth thing that Steve Rob, uh, you know, really hit on was that cover crops should be treated like cash crops. There's no mindset more powerful when it comes to making cover crops pay for the farmer. And like we all said, it's gonna be a long-term benefit. You're not gonna see it immediately in the short term, but once you start looking in the long-term and noticing that your cover crops will eventually pay back for you, uh, you're gonna see that it was a very economical and beneficial choice to your operation. All right, so yeah, thanks for bringing us that information. I guess we'll do a couple of question and answers here and uh, maybe wrap up the show. So, my question to you is, if a farmer, let's say they've never heard of no-till before uh, or cover crops, um, how do they get started? Like, what's, a, what's a good way to get started? Uh, I think the farmer, you know, they're looking for changes, so they might, you know, it might come natural to them as a question where they see something on their farm and 
there's there you might be thinking well how can I improve that how can I make this better so it's it's it comes with the farmer as to they need to start researching or they might have their own questions naturally um, that they're looking to have answered by somebody as a as a ag tech or or looking to some sort of program where they can get into um, so that'd be you yeah they can they can contact a conservation district or contact somebody from NRCS and start you know listing off questions that they might have or they might even notice their own research concerns like gully and formations and you know soil leaving their fields at such a rate where you know they they're applying nutrients but at that point they're not getting the maximum benefits they should be out of them so they might be noticing that every year and they're losing money Okay, so we also have a no-till program here at the district, and we have some equipment that's available for rent. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so our no-till specialist, he'll work with you on, you know, working with your fields and such. And we have an interseeder uh, and a no-till planter that we'll use to get out there, and you can rent it uh, based on the acreage, and he'll drop it off, and he'll make any sort of changes that you need. But it's up to you to use the equipment and go out onto your fields and uh, depending on what you're planning start establishing your uh, your primary crops or even cover crops if you're starting to get into that all right well thank you dave for joining us and sharing that information and the links that dave had mentioned will be posted on the website as well if you're interested and i guess with that that does it for today's show If you have any questions related to our shows, you can contact the Conservation District by calling 570-782-2105. If you missed a portion of today's show, you can go to our website, www.suscondistrict.org, and find our Conservation Corner page with past episodes, links to information about past episodes, and a contact form where you can reach out and ask questions or make comments about the show. You can even suggest ideas for future shows. You have been listening to the Susquehanna County Conservation District's Conservation Corner. I'm Courtney Bronze. I'm Don Hibbert saying, enjoy the outdoors. <laughs>